This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Too Old to Date is the first ever scripted comedy podcast to take you on a journey through the world of dating apps. Every Monday, follow Mike and Brad and a huge cast of borderline hopeless daters as they deal with the highs and lows of looking for love, sex, or just someone to tell them they have a nice face. iTunes reviews have called Too Old to Date hilarious, cringeworthy, horrifyingly relatable and a lousy waste of time by a woman who Brad met once on a dating app. So head to tooldtodate.com or search for Too Old to Date on your favorite podcast app. Hello, stupid. Do you like drinking games? Of course you do. Unless you're a piece of shit. We here at Metal Sucks came up with the greatest drinking game ever. Pete's Pages Excellent Adventure. Excellent. The rules are simple. Every time Pete says the word excellent during an interview, you take a shot. Excellent. 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 And when Pete says the words right on, it's your duty to pinch a titty. Right on, man. Ow, my titty. Every time Pete loses his place during an interview, let a dog lick water right out of your mouth. Uh, does it matter? That's yeah, that's true. I mean, you're right, but um, to to I I mean, when I got t- twelve angry months, dude. And when he fake laughs, pick something up with your butt cheeks. <laughs> exactly. So so get ready for a night filled with below average interviewing skills and booze. Excellent. 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 Pete Spajic's excellent adventure is free to play. So play today, you dumb assholes. <laughs> exactly. So. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your host, Brandon Hahn and Petter Spite. Oh, I feel good. I fucking hate you so Oh, I much. feel good. Feels so good. Oh, my God. I don't even know how I can do it at an interview. That, that's me. <laughs> Here we go again. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Hahn. I'm always joined by the other host. Better spy chair. They, they like to call you the co-host. They like to call me a co-host. Yeah, but I call me a host, and I say you're the other host. You're trying to you're trying to like disregard how you've annihilated my interview skills in this previous bit. Well, first off, let me just let them. This is revenge, and people don't even know that. That's exactly what I was going to get to. Now, you got to understand something. Um, Pete just started doing interviews, and I got to give it to you, Pete. You're doing a great job. Mm. You know, I mm. think you do a great job. Thank you. Uh, and the only reason why I zeroed in on this is because Pete and I we do another podcast called uh, Rise to Offend, and I was doing an interview, and Pete zeroed in on something that I do. They call it a crutch word. Now, Pete's crutch word is excellent. Is my, that my crutch word? Yeah, they call it a crutch word. But can I can I for the people that, that didn't hear your interview? Okay. You said your crutch word 13 times in less than eight minutes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. No, no, no. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. Now, here's the thing. I, on Rise to Offend, it's not a metal podcast. Okay. So like a lot of the time, you know, so wait, but the thing is, though, is we'll, we'll interview people, you know, if they got it, we'll interview to try and grow our show. You know, unfortunately, not everybody I care about. It's not like (laughs) metal sucks where it's like, no, I actually enjoy these artists. I want to know. You know, like what the songwriting process is. Yeah, but these, like, these are bands we listen to. These are on the other on the other show. On the other show, it's probably we listen to the bands probably thirty percent of the time. Yeah, you know that's fair. But it's fair. But they're all nice people. They're great people. All right, I'm just trying to cover up. Just you're in just case trying one to cover up. That you're, listening. You're pretty much yeah, you're saying that we're assholes on that show, right? But we're but we're this cool one we're this tried show. and true here. Yeah, okay. You know, but no. But here's the thing. So Pete made one for 
on our other podcast, Rise to Offend, rise to offend.com. If, uh, and this is basically where he caught me looking like an asshole. Drinking game fans, Rise to Offend has got a the new same great bit. one for you. You stole my bit. How many times can Brandon Guchon say right during an interview? Right, right. I think that's- right, right. You, right. That is cool. He fake laughs sometimes. <laughs> right on, right on. He loves when the artists answer his question. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on, right on, right, right, right. And sometimes even leaves <laughs> huge pauses because he's not listening. And then says right. Band, so. Right. Right. So get ready to get fucking wasted with the newest Rise to Offend drinking game. Right. 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 Brandon Guchon interviews band. Striving for perfection. Like a motherfucker. I'm proud of that piece. No, you should be proud of that piece. The fact that you bombed me on this show hurts my feelings because this is an interview show. This is an interview show. That's not an interview show. No, but you're also new at interviews. But you got. But the thing is, guess what I just did? I gave you tough loving. Yeah, you gave me tough love and you threw me under the bus. I'm so scared to hear the interview with who this week? Oh, Bill Kelleher from Mastodon. <laughs> Mastodon. I said Mastodon. <laughs> what did I say? I, what is no, that? The, how you say his name? Yeah, I, 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 Bill Keeler. I thought it was. What did you say, Kelleher? <laughs> Dude, it's spelled K E L L I H E R. Oh, my bad. Kelleher. Oh, yeah, we're professionals. Yeah, <laughs> it's our biggest interview we've gotten. We can't even say the name right. Bill, the guitar player from Mastodon. Well, they even said it too when we talked to him. It was just kind of like, "Hey, Bill." Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> so, Why can't his name be like Troy Sanders? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe <laughs> they should say his name in the songs, and then we would know. Uh, like, hey, anyways, Bill. Bill from Mastodon. We got the time to sit down with him. Uh, before we started blasting each other on how horrible our interview skills. And now I'm scared in this interview how many times I say excellent now, and how many times you fucking say right. I'm going to tell you, I will never stop saying right because when I talk to people, that's what I say in my everyday voca- vocabulary. That's, my, that's how I talk. But what we need to you know, kind of bring up in the bit that I did a long time ago, I didn't use... I didn't cut that bit up and say a bunch of times. Those were actual rights you used in that interview. Yes, every single right that you said in that interview is legitimate. All your shit, you cut up from interviews and made me sound like I say excellent and pretend to do your dick. I am. I kind of want to hear that one again, but don't do it. (laughs) I can't do it. The only reason why we even started off the show with this is because of the the bit that you wrote. I got you. Yeah. 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 Pete wanted to write a bit. You could have done this on any episode. You're choosing the Mastodon one. Dude, we got to make up. <laughs> we got to make up for the sad fest. That was like last week. Last week was Last bad. week was a sad episode. Yeah, you know. So now we're real like, people. So not right. Sucks. Right. But I now, know you're always in character, but I, sometimes no, you got to get out. No. I, <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, when I'm on this show and I'm doing a podcast or when I'm doing a radio show or comedy, yeah, I am in you're a character. character. I know. You know? It's, it's a lot of character. Yeah. You think I'm going to act like this when I'm all by myself? No, you know what I mean? No. Sitting here like and my wife and I'm like ah you just keep saying do me that's your catchphrase that's I, your crutch I think you, know? you have an English accent in uh, in real life well anyway <laughs> the thing is is Pete ended up writing a bit it was supposed to be for like Uber or, I didn't write or a bit. Lyft yeah you did what are you talking about bro no you, Dude, you tried to write a bit you, did you steal my shit bit that I tried to delete off the computer yeah <laughs> No, dude, because this is what you did. So, so what did I do to deserve this fucking bashing that you're doing to me? You wrote this bit. That's I what did. I said we're not airing this bit because it was so bad. No, we have to air this bit. <laughs> Look, okay, we got to give people. We got to. We got to be honest with the metal sucks listening audience, bro. We have a, we have a standard. 
Okay. Okay. If the bit's horrible, then I write. Shut the fuck up. Okay. You can tell me if the bit I write is horrible. I don't want to air it. If I want to delete it off the computer, in it's a great bay, bit. If it's I delete, a great bit. You're not supposed to save what's in the deleted no, fucking no. See, trash bin. Now I'm talking and then play over it on you. I'm talking over you. This How is, can you say LeBron James is the best? We're going back to podcasts now. We're podcasting. Okay. But anyway, no. Well, you're ambushing me live on the show. No, I didn't mean to ambush you, but I just want to let everyone know that when Pete is not prepared, I need to point it out. Usually, you're the one. See, right now, Can't it makes it sound. News? Can't right we now, just do the news? I'm just saying, right now, usually it makes it sound like like you do the heavy lifting, and you do. You're like 90% of the show. And then I just come on, and I push a couple of buttons, and then that's that. I, 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 I understand what you're saying, but, like, you know, <clears throat> if I write a bit and I throw but it today, away. But today. If I throw it away, you're not supposed to find it in the, in the recycle bin and no. play it on the show. Yes. <laughs> Here's the bit. Here's the bit. Uber not cutting it. Lyft letting you down? Then you got to try the newest cell phone hitchhiking service. Papa Coach. Vomit-proof back feet. Papa Coach. And a different new metal celebrity driving weekly. I was so drunk, I used Papa Coach, and Fred Durst picked me up. He said he would give me a ride for a cookie, but I stuck it up as... Papa Coach. That's I, it. I want to, I hate you so much. Bro. And I'm going to tell you, this is what happened. When I walked in there and I eat, Pete goes, hey, I wrote this Papa Coach bit. It's awful. Can you make it good? And I go, yeah, Pete, I can. And then about two minutes into it, I'm like, no, Pete, this I is can't. Done. This no, is done. it's a wrap. We got a better idea. Let's make fun of Pete's interview skills and then play the bit he threw away in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh man. Oh, I cried last episode. Now my face is red of embarrassment. Exactly. Last Thank week. You. Last week. Last this, week was, uh, this, was sad week, and last this week, week is shame week. Last week is you. <laughs> the last week, this was you. That's what it was. Yeah. Anyways, no, it was, I want to go back to that moment. It was a very touching episode. Yeah. Are you ashamed? Are you ashamed? You're not ashamed. No, this week I'm ashamed. This okay. week I'm extremely ashamed yes. of what 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 the first ten minutes of the show. Have okay, been. I'm going to tell you right now, the Papa Coach thing. <laughs> You, you, you just say Papa Coach. Papa Coach, yeah. The fact that I have a file on my computer that says Papa Coach with yeah. writing on it and we kind also, of embarrasses yeah. me. And, and we, also did a, we also did another bit called Five Finger Death Crunch. <laughs> yeah, but that was good. That, that was, was good. good. I, I love that bit. That was good. I did that. We did, I wrote that bit and I was proud. But this Papa Coach bit, no, bro. Yeah. No. Jump into the fire. <laughs> that's what I think of you. That one's growing on me. That yeah. one's growing on me. That's an eclectic humor right but, there. But Papa Coach needed to, to die and never be brought to the table. This isn't a B-side bit Uber show. not cutting. <laughs> <laughs> letting you down. What? Then you got to try the newest cell phone I don't hitchhiking get it. service. Papa Coach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> get it off your fucking computer, man. Can we please do the news? All right. Let's do the news. God. Oh my god, dude, listen. If the people out there don't realize that the bits we do put out, which Bill from Mastodon, he's coming up. <laughs> he's coming up. Guys. Stick with us. Stick with we got a great interview with Bill from Mastodon. Oh man. We uh yeah, I, I just want to go straight to that interview. Let's keep let's, let's just make dude, this We in. really. So um anyways, but uh yeah, if, if people don't know, we write uh, these bits aren't easy and we write a bunch of them and then whichever ones me and you feel are like make us laugh we put out there for the people yeah now all the ones that don't make us laugh like papa coach yeah we throw away uber not yeah. cutting it's it not Dude, letting you down not laughing. you gotta try the papa coach okay anyways <laughs> to the news i went back to uh double down i think and explain myself on what we were doing the news story that i found uh kind of like i don't know if it was interesting or not but uh, chester bennington of lincoln park 
I'm not a fan of Linkin Park. I don't know if you are, if you like any of their songs. But I like maybe two of their songs. All right. I'm, I, I've I think always... Guilty, Guilty All the Same is a is probably that, their, their hardest song. I don't even know that song. What's it called? Guilty All the Same. Is that really a song by them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I so, believe you, because I have never heard that song. Yeah, I don't know, In the End song. and, and uh, the one where they're like, wait, wait, yeah. break something, give me something yeah, to break. Yeah, there's, no, 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 that's Limp Biscuit. No, no, that's... Give me some break you yeah. biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 are you afraid of me? One step closer to the edge, and I'm about to break. Same uh, fucking lyrics. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not at all the it's same lyrics. lyrics. They got the word break in it, and that's pretty much where it ends. <laughs> You're right. Okay. I know that song one step closer. Yeah. I know in the end. Yeah, it's that one all that song matters. they use in uh, 48 hours, to, you know, uh break down, shake down, same thing as Limp Biscuit. Yeah, pretty, okay. pretty close. I doubled down you on that. You totally doubled right, down. That was, yeah. I'm not gonna be able to play that sounder. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, so uh, um, pretty much they put out they're putting out a new record this year. Or I don't know if it's out right now, but um, he, he, a lot of fans are there's a big reaction, just like the Suicide Silence thing. They must have changed their sound, so they must have gone from I don't know rap rock to I would guess like almost pop. Like, I would says. guess like house music techno. No, would, it says pop. There's a song called Heavy I was supposed to click on and listen to, so I had some sort of knowledge, and I decided not to. <laughs> Way to go, bro. I don't really Way care. Way to go, bro. I have no reference, dude. I don't know, I don't know Linkin Park, man. <laughs> so, but the funny thing is, is that obviously the sound has changed a lot, and then he was, Chester's being interviewed, and this is what he says. I'm just going to give you the juicy parts. It's kind of long, but he says, <clears throat> but if you're going to be the person who says, like, they made a marketing decision to make this kind of record to make money, you can fucking meet me outside and I will punch you in your fucking mouth because that is the wrong fucking answer. First off, uh, you're Chester Bennington. Mm-hmm. You are not a big man. No. Like, not at all no. a big man. What the fuck are you doing? Who that's, is he going to punch in the fucking mouth? That's how you die. You know what I mean? Like, they, I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? And how is Linkin Park, like, selling out at this point? Like, they made it. I'm just saying, like, you can't really, can you really sell out as a Linkin Park act when you're that big on the, on the ladder? Uh, Unless you're making a Katy Perry song or something. See, and that's what I'm getting, that's what I think happened, because... You think he made a Katy Perry, dude? No, not a Katy Perry song, but I think that's where it all went wrong. I mean, wouldn't you say? I don't know. Like, I, again, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of this band. You know, and granted, if they ever wanted to do the Metal Sucks podcast, we would have them on in a second. But I, I don't mean, want them on the show. What? I know they're popular. Well, but yeah, but I mean, wait, nah, we got to. No, nah, we got, we got, nah, dude. I'm not no. saying. <clears throat> Anyways. Yeah, there's certain bands like uh, that I don't follow that, I, you know, I don't want nothing to do with. Linkin Park's definitely one of them. What was the name of the song? Heavy. Heavy? Yeah. Let me see if what? I can find it here. I don't want to, I don't want you to play it. No? No. Well, I mean, like. This is that. This is it? This is a heavy song? Why is everything so heavy? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's as good as my Papa Coach. Oh bit. my god, dude! <laughs> is that a song they play in the back of an Herbal Essence commercial? <laughs> what the fuck is that, bro? He will punch you in the fucking face, dude! I can't <laughs> wait. Oh god, I want to tell him to his face. What the fuck? <laughs> that is offensive. I'm actually glad you played it live because I didn't think it would be like that. That is a Katy Perry song. That is a Katy Perry song, 100. <laughs> He's trying to play the Super Bowl. He's totally trying to play the Super yeah. Bowl. Wow. Dude, like, is, 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 is Lincoln Park trying to do the halftime show at the NBA All-Star game or something? Jesus. I mean, that is terrible. Do it again. I can't even think of it. What the fuck? Why is everything so heavy? 
Dude, wow, that is the worst thing I've ever heard from them. That's a from from like I said, wow. I mean, I don't know Lincoln Park, but I'll tell you right now that right there. I, obviously, he's defended it to a point where he wants to punch him. In the well, face. hold on a he second. He continues now. here. Here's a song that's here's a song called "Good Good Goodbye." There's two good good off, off this new record, off the new one, Let's and it's it. featuring Pusha T and Stormzy. Don't play it. Don't play it. So he continues. <laughs> wow. Jesus, that is bad. That is really bad. Okay. Now you, you you could talk about your suicide silence all they want. No, they they're great. Never, they've never. They're great that, compared to this. No, but what I'm saying, not even great compared to that. Like compared to that, like I don't know. Like deafening diarrhea is better than that. <laughs> That's terrible. He continues on his. Like uh, change the name of the fucking band if that's what you're going to do. At least Gwen Stefani. And like, no doubt when they started doing that pop bullshit, they were already pop to begin with. Though. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then they started going super pop. And then when they went super pop, she left the band and started doing her own bullshit. I do I do see that that probably worked out for her. Yeah. So you think if Chester Bennington put this out as a solo record, it would have worked out for him better than putting the Lincoln Park name on it? Yes. I actually might agree with you on that. Yeah. I might agree with you. I'm sure people would be like, eee. yeah. But, you know, you can get away with that. Chester Bennington's solo <laughs> release. Now, he- stretch me out. Because <laughs> it took like it sounds like he took a huge uh, somebody took a dump in his mouth. It's terrible. <laughs> yes. It's terrible. That is terrible, dude. Bro. I don't disagree. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like usually I go too far. I just wrote a bit called Papa Coach and I'm right. saying something's terrible. No, yeah, you're right. But dude, let me tell you something. I would much rather listen to Papa Coach on a loop than that fucking then fuck, like, Uber. Play this. <laughs> this this should down, be this should be the entire Lincoln Park album. <laughs> and it wouldn't be that bad. Coach. Get that off your computer. <laughs> it was in the trash bin, man. No. <laughs> No, I got to be honest with the people. So Bennington continued after he said he wanted to punch people in the face. Now, dude, yeah, like seriously. Yeah, dude, I, I, I that I kind of got upset when I read that. Now, I was don't like, get me why wrong. Why does this guy say he's going to punch people in the face? Now, don't get me wrong. As an artist, you uh-huh. know, when you're doing something creative, that you, no matter what, you're always going to be put out on the. You're going to have your neck on the chalk, chopping block, right? No matter what, you're always going to do that. But when you, it, it's not even the fact that even when, like, again, you use the suicide sides, but at least. It was still somewhat. That was at least just it a, was metal. It that was a, a band was a, that changed their sound, and there was a backlash to yeah, it. Yeah, but right? it was mm-hmm. a. But the thing is, though, it was it was it was still metal. It was a different subgenre. Oh, I think metal. people overreacted big time. They overreacted the like crazy. Side. But this right here, and I here's the thing: I never, I, we have not listened to that new Lincoln Park until right now. That's true. And you played it for me for the first time. And I'll tell you right now, my eyes, my eyes got bug eyed. Dude, and Pete is very forgiving. Pete is very forgiving when he hears dog shit. He's very forgiving. I am very understanding Understanding. when I hear dog shit. But if you're sitting here punching people in the face, I'm like, whatever. We know why you're understanding. Because I've made dog shit. Yes. Lift for the game. You play this. Right, 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 right. 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 Yeah, motherfucker. Anyway, so Bennington continues. Let me ki- let me get this other quote out real quick. That's insane to me. Okay, I'm sorry. I, dude, I know. So this is just like the baby metal thing. You just can't believe it. It's true. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, where where this where like I, this this reaction that you guys are hearing, this is like straight up. This isn't like Yeah, it's legit. This isn't like me going in a character where I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to say this." 
and I'm going to sit there and read a script. Like, no, this is straight from the heart, baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. I, I agree. I'm so. changing up my character right now. Yeah. I'm changing it You're up. You're going to be smoother? It's less erratic. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, baby. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Like a motherfucker. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So Bennington continued. <clears throat> when you make it personal, like a personal attack against who we are as people, like dude, shut up. That means that I can actually have feelings about it, and most of the time, my feelings are I want to kill you. Okay. Now, when you make it personal, like if he puts out a shitty record, and then some guy's like, "I'm going to kill your kids because I hate your new music." Oh, yeah, that's, that's fucking over the top. But the thing, but that's, that's what, what the, he means. But that's what the internet is talking about. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty much. I'm pretty sure, like the majority of the people that what ended up happening was is he probably put it out there, looked on the social media, everybody fucking hated it, and he didn't see. There was probably one for out of every 20 or 30 different comments. One was like, I like it, you know? Well, you know he, what I mean? He's going to have it's like, but you know, yeah. but then of course the only ones that you zero in on are the ones that are way over the top. Cause it's the fucking internet. But here's the thing. If, and if cowards you, win on the internet. Cowards do win on the internet. That's, that's home for the cowards. And I agree. But <clears throat> the, uh, I guess the song that I don't, I mean, again, he believes in the song. I get that. How the fuck do you... How do you believe in that? How do you listen to that and go, you know what? I'm on to something. How do you listen to that? This is the thing, though, man. It's, I, and I, I blame Bring Me Horizon for this. This is going to be a weird statement I'm going to make because they did this and they did it right and it worked for them. Somehow, Bring Me the Horizon went from <clears throat> this deathcore band that sounded like a Linkin Park type band recently on their last record, but they wrote good songs, and I think a lot of people. But they still liked. stayed rock, though. Uh, they did, they did, because you know, like I said, they still kept an element of rock. There is they, no they, they, element. They of went rock, rock here. from, like I said, a deathcore kind of a metal sound, but they they really did a transition in two or three records. Where Suicide Silence did like no transition; it was like deathcore to the new sound. And Linkin Park did Bring Me the Horizon do a song with Pusha T and Stormzy. I wouldn't put it past them on their next record, but I don't think they will. The point is, is that their sound really resonated with a lot of people. Like it's the most popular thing that's original sounding on rock, maybe radio wise. Maybe right. You know, maybe. maybe like again, right. I'm not gonna go with like for me rock. We talked about this a little while ago. In the '90s, you had your 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 rock bands were. Let's just break some down. You got the Pearl Jam, the Soundgardens, the Tool, the Primus. You had a lot of bands that sounded different. A lot of bands that went out to be original, the Nirvanas, whoever you want to name, you know. And then later on, rock radio became a lot of bands that sound very similar. The Nickelbacks, the Three Day Graces, the, I don't know, Shine Down, if you put them in there. You know, they all sounded the same. They didn't have that original thing. They kind of had the saliva, whatever thing. Same with new Metal, kind of had the same sound, right? Um, and so now we have rock bands that, like, who are the different sounding rock bands? Like, to me, Chevelle's a different sounding Mastodon. rock band. Yeah, Mastodon's We're a very different sounding them. Yeah. Yeah, rock See, band. See, Chevelle, to me, sounds like Tool, but they take all the best parts of Tool and they put it into a three-minute song with no bullshit. It's yeah. not like Tool, where they go, let's make a seven-minute song, three minutes of it is awesome, and then we'll just jump around a bunch. But that's what I'm trying to say. To me, like, if I have to bring a, a, a rock band, right... Macedon is a rock band, more or less, but I, I mean, I still feel that they're a metal band, you know. But they do, they did cross over pretty good. Bring Me the Horizon crossed over really well. Yeah. Uh, Chevelle is a band, um, strangely to me, that I think is one of the better rock bands out there. Absolutely. But if you put them in the 90s rock bands, they're not even the same ballpark, you know. I always see her helmet when I hear Chevelle, but I know the tool reference is, is mm-hmm. pretty obvious too. 
So, so Lincoln Park is one of the mainstay rock bands, right? And they are going to go the Bring Me the Horizon route, maybe go after those fans. But the difference between Bring Me the Horizon is and that Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park was already established. Bring Me, Bring the, me the Horizon, Horizon was on what, a rise. But Bring Me the Horizon right. were, was on the rise before they got popular. Now, granted, they were, in, they were good with that death core, yeah. but they weren't. But they weren't they weren't as big as they are now. And the reason why they are as big now is because they decided to do something a little bit easier on the years for the masses. But th- what they did is just like but I they said, still kept but they still kept somewhat of a rock sound there. They did. And like I said, they gave you these records that kind of transitions you into where they were heading. It wasn't just new. Dude, you know? when I saw, a perfect example for that. Like when you go from Blood Mountain to The Hunter, you know, to Once Around they the They progress. Sun, to, yeah, their progression, but it, this it is, follows suit. It's not just like, Bring Me the Horizon, I think, did that well too. And, you know, and then... Well, these guys, like when I saw Lincoln Park live, what mm-hmm. ended up happening was, is uh, I was at the Rock and Rio here in Las Vegas. Metallica was headlined. I remember that, yeah. Okay, Sepultura was there. It was like yeah. their 25th anniversary tour. I do remember. The Derek Green Sector. Yeah, it was yeah. nuts. Um, and they had some, you know, like, not, not necessarily like bands that I would consider my cup of tea, but I was definitely like, oh, yeah, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they, they are good at what they do. Okay. And Lincoln Park was good life? Lincoln Park came out for probably played three to four songs of them as a band. Uh-huh. And then their DJ just sat there and spun fucking like house music. Swear to God. Uh-huh. And then like and then maybe maybe they came out and did like one other song or something with with the house music, but that right there let me know what this new album was gonna sound like. Uh-huh. It was a rap. They wanted to do one of these overproduced Get rid of the guitar. Like, and I'm sorry, anytime, say what you will about Bring Me the Horizon, but at least you could hear the fucking guitar. Yeah, they still, they still got the guitar. No, I'm not saying anything bad. This is all, this is all producer, <laughs> this is all producer shit that Lincoln Park is doing. I remember when I got, uh, like, Sample Turnal, the record before That's the Spirit. I, I remember getting that record and thinking, hey, this is gonna, this is a great record. I think it's a great record. I stand by that. And then when I got That's the Spirit, I knew the sound was gonna change for sure. Because their audience was broader, all that stuff, and I and then when I got that record, I was like, "Hey!" And then I sat with her for a while, and I'm like, "You know what, dude? It's good. It's 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 still rock. It's still there. It's still a lot of their stuff. Obviously, their old school fans were going to go, but their old school fans were going to go by by Sample Turtle at this point, you know. And with Lincoln Park, I here's the thing: is like when your ego gets you to a point where you're you're evolving, but you're not. This to me is this is this, I haven't heard a failure this big from a from a band that wanted to do something completely different since mm-hmm. Lulu Metallica. Wow, that was well, we can give that to Lou Reed. Lou Reed, you know, but you know, but, but again, that wasn't even <clears throat> Metallica. I, I I own Lulu. I do. I got to lie. I got it on CD, and uh, if, if if you got an editor there in that thing, if somebody cut those songs down a little bit and just kind of there was a producer there to kind of. Let the slop kind of go away. That's what I'm saying. There's they, something good there. They embrace the slop. I can't stand it. Yeah, like I said, out of the the 85 minutes or something yeah. like that, there's two or Come three on. songs in there that I'm like, dude, I'm feeling this. This is yeah, good. Cut this down by six minutes. Yeah, you know? I mean, uh, but but like I said, they just, uh, they didn't put enough time in, in the, this was just stock Metallica riffs. And then like a, Lou, Reed, Lou Reed did his part, I think, well, I think who failed there is Metallica and not having a producer to kind of like, be like, no, we well, can't just drone this out. Here's you know? the thing. This is, with Lulu, if we're going to go see, there. But Linkin Park. We all, we all respect Lou Reed, but the thing is, is you don't go that out That was there a failure. And, yeah. yeah, you don't go out and get Metallica because Metallica obviously respected Lou Reed. Oh, no. I, I think like Metallica. The, those, two, those two mixing, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. But that, that's what made it interesting to me. 
well, that's what made it interesting. Was it good? There's a lot of things no, out man. there. That I, are bought, I mean, like I said, I bought it. I, I lived with it. I was like, I, I wanted to like it. And then you just got to, after a while, you got to sit with it and be like, yeah, this is good, I find, man. I find like interviews with Lady Gaga interesting. I'm like, wow, you like metal? Like, that's her deal. She likes I to know. listen yeah. to metal yeah. before yeah, she writes legit. all of her pop music. But that's the thing. Like, Lincoln Park came from a metal band and now he's doing pop music. That's the Not thing. Not he, but now they. Yeah, that's the thing about pop music is that you can go metal. You can do whatever you want from that genre because it's more about style and look and, and stuff like that. But with, with, my thing is, is the people that hear Linkin Park now, the way they sound now, mm-hmm. there is no, like, if they're just like, whoa, who is this band? And then they go back and listen to the old shit. They're not going to, I can't see people that enjoy this style of music. I can't, like, I can't, this style of music, like, liking the harder songs. This is such a pussy song i mean this is awful <laughs> this is just oh he will punch fuck. you in the fucking mouth dude please do chester i'm sorry bro come on i i don't try and shit on people's art look that's your art and again if it would have just been chester bennington and he would have changed himself like queef brigade or something change the name change the name to queef brigade we probably would be talking then, about yeah it. we probably would be talking about yeah chester got a project side project not my cup of tea all right moving on we wouldn't have devoted this much time to talking about this dog shit i'm angry bro i can tell i like it when you get All angry right. so anyways uh so moving in to the interview right mm-hmm. it's interview time so uh we got to sit down with bill from macedon guitar player obviously um and talk about new record emperor sand and many 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 more things guys so uh let's jump into that interview right now sir bill from macedon it is uh peter brandon metal sucks podcast we got bill from macedon on the phone how are you doing today man I'm doing great, and I'm just hanging out in my hotel room in beautiful New York City with a day off. Oh, excellent, man. Excellent. So congratulations on the first week sales uh, on Emperor Sand. Really good. I mean, how motivating is it when you see numbers like that? Um, I mean, it's, I don't know how motivating it is, because it's kind of like the work is already done as far as the album went, but um, it's, it's, it's cool to see that. I mean, I'm always... Uh, I'm always wondering how how's this next record going to do? How's the first? You know, we're we're always anticipating like you know what the number is going to be for the first week of sales, and uh, I just got to say we weren't disappointed. I mean, that's that's great. That tops um, you know our second best week, which was uh, with Crack the Sky in 2009. So if you do the math with the uh, you know the the number of album sales that are decreasing every year by like, you know, five, 10, 15%. I would say the record did pretty well. Yeah. So you think Brendan O'Brien has something to do with the, with the, cause you just said those are the two top, right? The ones that he produced. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a great producer. You know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, we wrote the songs. That's and, true. Uh, we performed them. You know what I mean? And we didn't, he didn't change him that much, really, but he did just add a special touch to it. You know, he kind of gave it that third dimension as far as, like, uh, that's kind of the way I look at it. You know, like, we, we kind of come to, uh, you know, we we did all the demoing in my home studio, and, you know, there's only so much. I'm not a producer or an engineer. I mean, more of an engineer, but, you know, we kind of brought him this kind of two-dimensional um, you know, work of art that we recorded and 
to you, you turn it into a three dimensional, whereas like you know you close your eyes and you can kind of hear, you know, different layering of guitars uh, that are at different levels, like different volumes and you know different mix, and then there's all sorts of ambiance that's going on in the background that's kind of floating around in your head that you you know I can kind of see it when in my in my brain, in my third eye, you know, when I'm in my mind's eye when it's floating by. So it, to me, kind of makes you know, stuff more tangible with the third dimension. And uh, Emperor of Sand, it's a it's a concept album and deals with personal issues you guys went through. But in essence, it chronicles mortality. What is the most positive thing about being mortal? The most positive thing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean... This might sound cheesy, but I mean, giving life is, is pretty cool. Like, um, you know, having children and, and being able to kind of, uh, experience things all over again when you're passing on like, uh, you know, traits or teachings or whatever to your kids and watching their, watching them like, um, you know, learn how to do something for the first time, being super excited about it. And, uh, I mean, who who wants to live forever? I mean, it's, as your as your body ages, you know, you just get more, more pains and crooks and you know cracks and creaks and <laughs> it's like, you know. But I, I guess the best thing about being mortal is there's an end to it. Right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. No, I did Actually. like that. Like with the uh, the children thing, because it's the same thing. Is that. That's where I felt for me, you know, when I had my first kid is that I felt the mortality. I'm like, okay, now I have to pay attention where it's like before it's funny. I don't know if you felt the same way, Bill, but it was like before I had kids, I was reckless to a point where I didn't really it didn't really seem like I cared about life as much. Do you feel the same or or is it different? Yeah, that's and that's kind of what I mean, too. You know, it's like I never thought about mortality until you have kid and then like, oh, you know, I don't want to die yet i want to see my kids grow up and then you start thinking about you know you become like the protector and the you know now i have something to take care of that's human and alive and uh it changes the whole game for everything so you start thinking you you know you know for me it was like well you better start settling down not being so wild and reckless and crazy and start taking life a little more seriously while you have this you know you only have this amount of time Especially when you're younger, it's like, well, try to get those things done when you're when you're younger because you won't be able to experience them when you're when you're older, you know. And you just never know when that your time is up. So, right, yeah. and Enjoy I, it while you have it. I like I don't have kids, and uh, but I I will admit though, like when Pete had kids, it made me really appreciate like uh, you know like when I would get drunk and be vomiting in the toilet, I was like, oh, thank God I don't have anybody to take care of. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so appreciative. Yeah, well, of this. I don't do that yeah. anymore. Yeah, I'm like, nah, I can't. I'm do like, that. well, you mean I could go to a movie at the drop of a hat? I'm so appreciative of this. Yeah, but you that, know? Gets, that gets old. Don't listen to him, Bill. <laughs> Watching someone take their first step is like next level shit to me. <laughs> so, but anyways, back to the music. Yeah, like you yeah. know. Sorry yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what song has been going over the best live for you guys on the new record? Um, I think Steam Breather. Oh. I gotta say is, you know, probably Steam Breather. It's it's got just a real cool, slow kind of slow vibe. Um, it's a real soulful song, and it's got a big K 
catchy chorus. Uh, and it's got a great guitar solo, and it's just got a rock. It's just a rocking song all the way around, you know. It's it's not too short. It's not too long. It's one of those like I don't know six minute songs, and it kind of starts out slow, and you know you just you, know, you just hear the kind of roar of the crowd, and uh, you know people get into it. Yes, that sounds yeah. That's definitely a great track on that record. So when the set list is selected, because I've seen you guys live, I don't even know how many times, but I know when I've seen Mastodon live because you guys play so much of the new records. So I'm like, yes, I saw him on Hunter. Yes, I saw him on Crack the Sky. Like I know it. So when the set list is selected, is that something you guys kind of do together as a collective, or is that like one band member that's like, hey, this is what we're going to do tonight? Well, there's certain songs that are like. It's definitely hard to say, okay, well, we have to play this song. We all, I mean, we, we're all, you know, we can all say, hey, I really want to play this song in the set list, but it kind of comes around, you know, we want to open the set with a brand new song because, you know, it's brand new and we have a new album. We need to play some of the new songs and we want to throw a couple new songs in the beginning and a couple new songs at, towards the end. Uh, but we also, you know, it's hard because we have, you know, a hundred songs now because we have eight albums full of, you know, songs. So it gets difficult, but, um, once we do get a set list put together, we kind of stick to it. Cause we, we just kind of get into this groove of like, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's, there's a lot of samples that are being run, you know, I, I run, I also run the samples, you know, that are going between each song and we like it to be a smooth transaction or a transition. And, you know, in some of the newer songs, we have like samples that a lot of samples and noises and keyboards and like, uh, you know, evil voices and little nuances that go on too that go to a click track. So we kind of have to like, I really could be at my toes, literally like stepping on, all these samples and having them fire at the right times and it's uh you know it's um it's hard when you're trying to tune and you're trying to play and you're trying to think about what's going on and you know i sing a little bit but we kind of once we get into a groove with the set list we just stick to it we're like okay this is the way it's going to be because that's the best solution for us because that way the show goes seamlessly but we just try to throw in you know a little bit of each record um and a lot of times before we leave for tour, we don't have a lot of time to practice. So we're kind of like, well, which song do we know the best? Well, we know these. Do we really want to bring in, uh, another old song back? Sure, let's 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 try and practice it and get it up to snuff for the tour. And uh, you know, with the with the way the things are today, especially with uh, so many thieves on the internet stealing music, it just seems like everybody's trying to come up with this new marketing ploy to at least get the music out there. And you guys came up with this idea where you give away a copy of Emperor of Sand with every ticket that they buy to a live show. How do you personally feel about that? Were you on? Yeah, I think it's a good idea because it's probably had a lot to do with why our tickets, you know, our, our record sales were, went so well, you know. I think for for us in this day and age, people just, they just don't buy the records, really. You know, they just kind of listen to it on Spotify or listen to it on Apple Apple Music or <laughs> Pandora. I mean, I'm guilty of it, too, just because it's, it's easy. You just get in your car and you put on your Pandora, you put on your favorite station and you yeah, I mean, every once in a while, it's like oh, I want to hear this entire record, but 
I'm fucking busy, man. It's like <laughs> the world is the world has become the world has become so uh, you know with the advent of tech. I mean, uh, well, the advancement of technology. Everything is so so touch. You, uh, you, know, you you touch a button and you've got it. You know what I mean? But if you want to hear like the entire record, you have to either pull the whole CD out or or call it up on your iTunes or whatever. And, and it's like you know when I've got my kids and I'm rushing to school and blah blah blah. It's just like okay, do I have time to like go through my CD collection and like pull out the CD and like put that in the car and okay, where am I going to put it afterwards? I'm going to throw it on the floor. You know, it's so much easier. Like, I want to hear some music. I'll throw on like Pandora or, or Spotify or whatever, like for a road trip or something. It's just, I don't know. I guess it's uh, everything's so easy now to, yeah. to, to get a hold of. And it's all in one place that, um, you know, CDs and records are kind of, you know, the kind of thing of the past, unfortunately. Yeah. I used to love those days when I was a kid, when I'd pick up a record at the store because I saw the cover and I liked it. I was like, oh, the cover looks awesome. I'll take this home. And I never heard it before. I was going to a brand new experience, you know, so... And, and, and just like you were change. saying, like the Pandora, the Pandora and the Apple Music, it kind of takes away the decision process out of it. And it, I don't know, for some reason, like when you're... If there's too many options... You know, it, it kind of it, it's it's almost like builds up like a lot of stress. But this, all you got to do is just push a button and just drift away and just let it sink into the background. Yeah, because it's like you can hear any record that you want, like at the push of a button. You're like, uh, I don't know. I'll just put on my favorite artist and put them like you know play songs related to that, and then there you go. Amen. So I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it too. And people ask me all the time, like, what are you listening to these days? I'm like, I don't listen to music. I just don't have fucking time. Right. I'm, I'm constantly running back and forth between picking up kids from school, doing the, you know, going, taking them here, taking them there. I'm like a personal Uber driver for my children, you know, when I'm home <laughs> and when I'm on the road, I'm like, I don't really have a moment where I'm just like, I just want to put some headphones on and listen to music. I mean, maybe if I go for a run or something, I'll put on, I'll put on some music. But I mean, honestly, man, it's like with my, I used to have an iPod, I think I still have an iPod somewhere with lots of music on it, but I just kind of stopped using, carrying that because I'm always carrying my phone. And when I try to transfer the music onto my phone, uh, I don't have the latest update on my laptop or my music is because my pro tools that I use doesn't work with that. So I, I'm kind of a couple steps behind and I can't transfer the music into my phone. And it's like, fuck all this. I just don't care. I just won't listen to music. Right. Hey, dude. They make it, they honestly, like they, they're trying to make it easier, but they're really making it harder for like older folks like me who don't want to sit there. And I just like when you used to be able to drag and drop. It's like, oh, I want to take this record and drop, just drag it and drop it into my iPhone. Like, you, they don't let you do it like that anymore. You have to uh, have the well. Everything's giving the latest software update, and then you have to uh, check each box of what you want on and what you want don't want on. And I'm like, you know what? I just can't be bothered with this. And my fear, because it's funny you said that, because for me, every day I'm late to my, my day job because I'm standing in front of my CD closet and I the anxiety of what do I want to listen to all day always takes like 20 minutes <laughs> So as I'm looking through the records. But the thing that's scary to me is that I was told the new computers, like the new Apples even, they're not going to have the CD the CD-ROM drive. So I buy the physical copy. I usually just put no. the CD in and send it on in and then, then it I just, download it. I just bought one. 
and nothing with CD ROM. Yeah, I just bought one. It doesn't have one. You have, yeah. you have to buy uh, a CD player separately and yeah. then attach and hook that in. And yeah, they're like it's 40 just, bucks. I don't know. That broke my heart because that's how I put my music on my iTunes. I take it from the CD and I burn it, you know, to the the, the iTunes, and I'm like, oh man. So and it seems like I have a ton of like I I don't I don't feel like I own my music anymore. Like I used to have all these you know CDs and music in my iPad and in my or iPod and in my phone, but then when I get I'm in the car or I'm out for a jog or something, I go to listen to it and it says it's got a little cloud with an arrow and it's like oh you have to download this. And I'm like. I thought it was already in my phone. Why does it have to be downloaded? And then I have to find internet connection, download it again, and then then I've got it. But it's just there's too many steps now. I'm just like I don't have time to do all that shit. It, it should be easy. You should just have it in your phone, push a fucking button, and it plays the damn record. 100% agree with you on that. 100%. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, let me ask you this question. So you know Scott Kelly from Neurosis has guessed on almost every record in your discography. Um, what's your favorite song that he's guested on? Uh, Diamond in the Witch House. Ah, probably my favorite. Yeah, that I, mean, I like them all. Uh, that one's definitely a killer song. I mean, very neurosis esque. True. If you ask my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Very true. So, so on the new record, we're going to give you a goofy question here. On the new record, you got a track called uh, "Steam Breather," which we talked about, a great song, and then "Scorpion Breath." which is uh, the song with Scott Kelly on the re- new record. Um, if you had to choose to make out with one person, either a steam breather or a scorpion breath, who would you choose? <laughs> uh, scorpion breath. Wow, dude, really? I, I, I'd go Steve. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean what a scorpion I, I, I don't know. Like? I'd like to... I'm not sure what the scorpion breath smells like, so I just want to <laughs> just say that I did. I have an idea what steam feels like, but... Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a devil you know, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's a devil. like a hot, hot breath, you know, a big hot breath mm-hmm. on you. That's not, I don't like that. It sounds like a turn off. I'm just, gl- <laughs> I'm just glad one of the tracks weren't named Crusty Box, you know. Just... <laughs> so, anyways. Mm-hmm. And uh, considering there is a lot of different side projects in the Mastodon universe, you know how Kiss and the Melvins uh, put out four solo records for each member writing on the album. Would you guys ever consider doing something like that? Would there ever be like a... Bill Kellyer and then and then Brent uh, Hines. Everybody yeah. put out a solo record like those bands did under the Mastodon. Yeah, I would love to. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would love to do that. I think that would be super fucking cool. Uh, I mean, I love the Melvins and Kiss. You know, came up with the idea there with the with their solo records all put out at the same time. I think it'd be really cool. And you know, I've been trying to kind of work on that with uh, my own personal uh, studio that I have. So I'm just. Tr- trying to like do my own thing and uh, it's just been you know time you need time to do that and there's just not enough time in the world to just you know sit down and say hey, i'm just gonna spend a you know it's good it's yeah it all boils down to that it's like when can i find the time to do that right would i barely be- have the time to do mastodon I got you. Would, would it be uh, what would be the funnest part about doing that? Would it be like the competitiveness against your bandmates to try to see who can put out the best record, or just to hear the different styles that you guys have? Yeah. Like, what what kind of if if you guys were to do that, what kind of sound do you think your solo project would kind of encompass? I don't know. I think it might be all over the place because I tend to write, you know, however I'm feeling. Like, I probably do something easy, like a punk rock record, but. 
maybe with some weird prog in the middle of it. I don't know. I like to just make an ambient record that's weird sounds and like, you know, slow. Because I like all sorts of different stuff. You know, I, I mean, I like a lot of pop, punk um, sensibilities, you know, like old school stuff. But I don't know. And which member side project is probably your favorite? I mean, I know it's gonna you're, we're putting you on the spot, but which one would you say is like would represent the closest thing that you would want to do solo? Oh no, side project between all uh, the guys in the band. That's what he was saying. Like, like because there are so many releases. The Gone is Gone, the GTO. Uh, I know Bron's got a new one coming up. I, we haven't heard that one in its entirety, but I don't know if you have. But which oh, one? Baby. Yeah, yeah, and then Kill, I don't know. Killer I mean, Be I, Killed. I, There's a the, ton. Yeah. When I heard Killer Be Killed, I I kind of I couldn't. I didn't know who it was, but I heard Troy was listening to it, so I assumed it was something he was working on because he was listening very intently. And I was like, like "What is that? That sounds really good. I like that." You know. So. Yeah, that one's. I my definitely favorite. enjoyed that. Yeah, that one's excellent. Yeah. So. Um, recently, it's pretty fucking cool. I mean, all the all the people that are in it, you know, are all the great bands. I, I felt. Uh, I felt like they were, uh, they worked to- together well. You know, I mean, you never know. Like draft tongue orchestra, I'm like sometimes it takes a couple records to uh, really find your niche. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, let's just get these dudes from. Um, you know, I mean, when you when you put together a you know quote super group, you know sometimes it just doesn't work. You know, it's like you gotta might take a couple records. So yeah, but that's true about Killer Be Killed. It seemed like vocally. They nailed exactly the parts that they should do in each of those songs. I'm like, there's, they just all hit it kind of at the at the right rhythm, which is hard to do when you have three distinct vocal. Like for a metal listener, like you know us, those are distinct voices that we've been listening to like for so long, and it seemed like they got the parts right all the way through. It was it was really cool. I mean, I did a side project, you know, band called Primate, which was just kind of for fun. Um, With Kevin, which is very was that the one? Ryan- yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, like grindcore, punk rock kind of stuff. But I didn't write a lot of it. I more, I more directed it and uh, produced it, and you know, recorded a lot of the stuff and kind of moved stuff around and said, "Oh, let's," you know, I did. I mean, I wrote a, I wrote a bunch of riffs, but I didn't write the majority of it. That was kind of stuff I just kind of uh, added to and changed around a little bit. But I like playing stuff like that too. Yeah, that that yeah, I remember hearing that record. That was that was actually really cool. I didn't I didn't know if it was just a one off thing though, right? You guys wouldn't put out another record, right? Well, we've been talking about it. We, oh. We're contractually we're supposed to put out two records. So oh, cool. So it's just been busy, you know. Yeah, for sure. So um, recently, Brent did propose to his lady on stage, what uh, which is pretty romantic. But uh, all you guys are married now in the band. So who who do you consider to the most romantic proposal? by a Mastodon member. <laughs> well, I, I dug deep for these questions. I'm I, don't, you. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I can only really speak for myself. You know. Did you outdo Brent? What's that? Did you outdo Brent in like the proposal? Did you do a better job? Do you think, or do you think his was good on the stage? Well, I don't know. I mean, that was, that was pretty ballsy. I guess that was, uh, I guess that was pretty cool. I, I don't know about romantic, but it was definitely uh, unique. True, true. <laughs> Do that. I mean, it would be pretty embarrassing. I never wanted to ask anyone to marry me in front of more than that person, just in case they said no. You know, got to put them on the spot. Like if you're, you know, on stage in front of thousands of people, it's like, 
oh, you can't say no. It's yeah. like my family's here. My, all these people are here. So yeah. I, I saw a video. Someone did that at Fenway Park. Yeah. And she said no in front of the – it was on like the, the stadium. And she like said no. And then they're just fighting. And I'm like, that is my nightmare. Right I'm there. sure that was set up though. <laughs> Might have like, been. That's enough. the thing. I mean, it's like unless you want to be a viral internet sensation. Um, so we're out here. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Right. Yeah. We're out here in Vegas, and uh, you just got added to the Psycho Vegas Festival. Yeah. So we get to see Mastodon with King Diamond together. Is this your first time sharing the stage with the King? Um, like at a festival like this, yeah, I think we might have. I'm sure we we played a festival with him in Europe, and I just didn't know it. I mean, because we we've been touring for 17 years and playing lots of festivals over. In Europe and whatnot, and I'm sure that he's been there. And we have, but not. This is this will be a little more intimate, mm-hmm. and for uh, sure. There's a, there's also another huge rumor out there, and uh, I'm not making this up. But uh, they're saying Bran is going to play drums on a song with King. Is that true? That Bran is going to play a drum. I yeah. don't know. That's it. Could be. He loves. Uh, King Diamond, so yeah. uh, I could see that happening. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for when we see. It, so, and he's playing Abigail in its entirety. Yeah. We can, I mean, this can happen. This would be a great moment. So, you toured it, and like I said, you, you just said seventeen years straight. You played festivals with so many artists. Um, is there any certain artist that you're still hoping to share the stage with that maybe you haven't yet? Well, I wanted to play with Rush because I've never seen Rush, but I know they're not playing right now, so. Maybe if they do ever get back together for like a couple shows, we could jump on with them. That would be cool, man. Yeah, be they're cool. idols of ours, so. So and they're yeah. not and they're not playing because uh, uh, I think Neil Peart, right? Doesn't he? Isn't yeah, it's like, Peart. Peart. Sorry about he's, that. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> there's something going. Like he he just can't play anymore. He's it's his hands uh, and his feet. It's just it's kind of sad. Have you seen Rush? You never seen him. No, I've never seen him yeah, live. Though. Seen him I guess he doesn't want to play anymore. But people. They always come out of retirement you know, exactly. after a while. Yeah, you get too bored, and that's what happens, you know. So, just one more, mm-hmm. one more question here. So, uh, your audience has grown with you and stuck around through all your growth and sounds and styles. Um, how much freedom, like when you have an audience that's going to be there through the thick and thin, do you guys have going into writing a new Mastodon record and trying new things? I mean, we all have all the freedom in the world, you know, as, as long as the four of us, you know, feel good about what we're writing. And it's not like, you know, way off course of like what, you know, the next evolutionary, next evolutionary step would be in our, uh, you know, our growing as a band. So, I mean, we, we have all the freedom we want. There's no, no one tells us how to write at all. So we just kind of do whatever we want. Excellent, man. So Bill, we want to thank you so much uh, for calling in. Uh, to the Metal Sucks podcast. And, um, yeah, guys, catch Mastodon on tour. They're all summer. Like I said, they're going to be at the Cycle Vegas Festival out here. Um, and just go to MastodonRocks.com, check for tour dates, check them on Facebook, all the social media. So, Bill, thanks so much for calling in, man. All right, guys. You, can, you all take care now. See thanks you later. Everybody. Thanks, man.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. Dude, this is cool, guy. I, I, I mean, that was, that was easily our biggest interview, biggest so far, biggest. So, far, so. Um, riveting, awesome. Yeah, he's a cool, cool guy, obviously, and uh, got a lot of stuff out of there. The songs we played, I know Emperor Sand's been out, and I'm, you guys better have it by now, you know. But we, the first song we played was Andromeda, and the second song was uh, Show Yourself, mm-hmm. which is a big radio hit right now. Well, yeah, dude, I'm. I'm that's I'm just like. And you play. see how we're not trashing Mastodon for having a radio hit? It's because they stayed with who they are. It's a good song, though. It is. Uh, it is a good song, you know. And uh, no, like I said, Mastodon's transition is how you do it. You mm-hmm. evolve at a band, and your fans go with you, or they don't. Like, 
you know, there's and, and there's certain bands that can do whatever they want in all in all honesty because they know what's good music. But my thing is this: like my, Opeth completely changed on everybody, but they know what's good music. They're putting out their well, their new stuff. It's still good. I will it's just always not for say maybe this. Me, I will it, always yeah. say this: when you talk about a band changing their sound, mm-hmm. okay? When Metallica, every no, to me, the biggest change wasn't from. Black album to load, load. and reload. It no, it was it was a justice to, from all a, a justice for all to black album. Yeah, I think everybody agrees. That with was that. yeah, but the thing is, is that w- but load and reload was the one that got all the flack. Well, because and those are good albums. Those are good albums. If they were, if that was a different band, if, again, if Metallica would have changed their name to something else and put out load and reload. Mm-hmm. It would have been. It would not have gotten so much. You know. You feel the same way about this Lincoln Park. We if gotta listen to it before we say anything. Well, I just heard. I, we just heard a clip, dude. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be garbage. I'm not gonna listen. To I'm not. It. I'm don't, not a fan. don't you dare. Don't yeah. you dare. I'll punch you in the face. Don't sell me an Evanescence record. I, I will, I'm good. I will punch you in the face. No. <laughs> in the no, fucking but, mouth. I will punch you in the fucking mouth like Chester. <laughs> Bang. No, but again, it's just like when you put out those albums. When they put out those albums, and granted, it was a stark contrast from Black Album to Load and Reload. Mm-hmm. But still, if Metallica would have changed their name to something else, like you know, Uncle Jimmy's you know, pig farm or whatever. I don't know. Like yeah. some, some people would have liked it. People would have, people would have at least given it a chance. I, I don't know if they would have given it a chance, but I know they would have, they would not have treated it as negatively as they did regular. All I know did. is when I got uh, garage ink after reload and they had that merciful faith, like uh medley, it was, I was, I was back in their arms. <laughs> I was like, they nailed that. That, that merciful I faith never was the best. I, I, here's the thing. I wasn't exactly happy with load and reload, but it's not the, it's not that I stopped. No, I, I never, I never, like I said, the only record that I, I, same thing I did with St. Anger. I tried to like that record, but after a while, I mean, after like, I don't know, I lived with it for like a week or two. And yeah, St. Like, Anger, no good, but man. again, though, it didn't get, it didn't get the wrath that it does, that didn't oh, get the yes, wrath. Did. No, no, no. It didn't get the wrath like it did, like Load and Reload did just because of how different the sound was. This got the wrath because, St. Anger got the wrath because it was a bad record. Yeah. It was not good. I agree. All right. So that's that. Anyways. It? Yes. So um, that's it, man. Until next week, we will try not to, uh, Play our garbage bits. That Uber, I not cutting. <laughs> Lyft, letting you down. I then was, you got to try the newest cell phone I hitchhiking right service. Up, Papa, coach. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're a one-trick pony. I hate you. <laughs> All right, that's it Anyways, for the Metal uh, Sucks podcast. Yeah, yeah. So next interview that we do, because uh, we've done interviews. We got a couple in, in the bag. When I say excellent and all this bullshit that you called me out on, I'll change it up in about three weeks. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you think your new catchphrase is going to be? Your new, your new crutch word. My new crutch word is probably going to be like, sweet. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> oh, it's sweet, dude. All right, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, it's going to be embarrassing. All right, that's it for Metal Sucks. We'll see you guys next week. Over and out. The Metal Sucks podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.